read tonight from the gospel according to St. Matthew. Matthew gospel chapter 1, take just verse 21. Matthew gospel chapter 1, verse 21. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. First, I bring you greetings from the folks in Pullman, Washington. On behalf of my family, I also want to thank God for giving us the privilege to be inside this great tabernacle in Portland this weekend. The portion of the Bible I just read says that, And thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Maybe you, someone here who are listening to me might be wondering tonight, Brother Ho, um, is something wrong with you? This is July 10th and not December 25th. Why are you preaching from this text? For 100 good years, right on this holy, hallowed ground, men and women of God down through the many centuries, right from this holy pulpit, have preached the same message, the message of deliverance, message of forgiveness, I have no reason to preach any other message than the same old-time message that Jesus saves from sin. You know, if I asked uh, many people around the world about 100 years ago what their greatest need or their greatest problem was, I probably would have received a reply saying the devastating virus of 1918 was the greatest problem they had, and they needed deliverance from me. If I had asked the same questions every decade over the past hundred years, I probably would have had answers such as deliverance from World War I, from World War II, from the Great Depression of the 1930s, from famines and pestilences, wars around, and the nuclear arms race. In fact, some uh, people have tagged this as the, these global problems, they've been tagged as an existential threat to the human race. A few years ago, I bought a Christmas card that has these words, and I want to read the words tonight. It says, if our greatest, if woman's greatest need had been information, God would have sent us an educator. If our greatest need had been technology, God would have sent us a technologist, a researcher, or a scientist. If our greatest need had been money, God would have sent us an economist or a banker. If our greatest need had been pleasure, God would have sent us an entertainer. If our greatest need had been health, God would have sent us a doctor but since man's greatest need was, and is still forgiveness, God sent a savior. I love the sound of that. You know, men and women have tried to redefine 
since, since the existence of human race, since Adam and Eve came to be, man has tried to redefine their greatest need in life. Man has tried to satisfy their greatest thirst with worldly things, money, the love of money, the pursuit of money, pleasure, worldly pleasures, treasures, the lure of entertainment. The world is looking for health and peace, but do not want anything to do with the prince of peace. The world is looking for everything, but what the world needs is nothing but Jesus. It was declared, thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. I love this tabernacle. As my wife said in her testimony, we love this place. We love this gospel because uh, right from here uh, throughout to, to the old world, this same message of deliverance, of forgiveness has been preached uh, for over 100 years. Right from here, this same message that, that, that meets man's greatest need has been declared from here. And if the Lord tarries for five more years, for ten years, for twenty years, we don't know when the Lord will come. By the grace of God, this same message of deliverance, this same message of forgiveness will continue to be delivered. We love this place. But... All of our family members have received deeper Christian experiences, a closer walk with God right in this place, right in this place. You know, I asked them, uh, the kids today, what experience have you received in this tabernacle? And I had, uh, oh, I, you remember that? I got saved right here. I got sanctified here. I got filled with the Holy Spirit here. I remember when, when a little over 10 years ago, just finishing my degree and didn't know what to do. I came here to come meeting, buried my head right down there. There, I cried to God, God, what would you have me to do? There have been solutions to different problems, right? That God answered prayers right here in this tabernacle. Why? Because Jesus is the light of the world. You know, to provide a little bit of context to Matthew one twenty one, the angel of the Lord had appeared to Joseph here and gave a proclamation that Mary will have a, a son and his name shall be called uh, Jesus. He didn't say because he will give people food. He didn't say because he will protect them from danger or protect them from accident. He didn't say because, you know what, he will deal with social vices and issues. He says because he will save his people, you know, from their sin. That is man's greatest need. Right from the creation, man fell into sin. Sin is destructive. You know, we've always heard that sin will take you farther than you want to go. Sin will make you pay than you want to pay. Sin can ruin any life, any good thing. You bring sin into any place. It's, it's so destructive. And Jesus came to address just that. You know, that portion talks about two things that really, really stand out to me. The name of Jesus. And salvation from sin. Acts chapter 4 verse 12 
says, Neither is there salvation in any order, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. We are saved through the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus to deliver a sin-sick soul, a sinner. You, you call on the name of Jesus. Help comes from heaven. You call on the name of Jesus. There, there is deliverance from heaven. There is power. You remember that song? In the name of Jesus. There is strength in the name of the Lord. There is hope in the name of the Lord. We can only be saved through the name of Jesus. There's a great uh, importance that is attached to a name. You know, there is no more important word than your name. When you hear your name, you heed. You, you, hello, you're calling me. You know, when we call on the name of Jesus, it happens if I say, Brother Dave. Brother Dave will know I'm calling him. When you say Jesus, help comes. When you say Jesus, you know power comes. When you say Jesus, salvation comes. When you say Jesus, the glory of the Lord comes to you. Oh, the name of Jesus. Oh, there are names of men and women who affected the course of history dramatically. Even in our church, when we hear the names Florence Crawford, Raymond Crawford, Lois Carver, Clarence Frost, Forrest Dameron, Roy Freiman, Dick Taylor, and I can go on and on and on. You know what? We were excited because these were men and women who worked with God. They, they, they affected, they influenced the course of Israel. We are always, and we will always be grateful to them for they gave their blood. They watered all these altar benches with, with their sweat, with, 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 with their tears, praying that the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ be preserved beyond them. They, they, they left, left to us such a legacy. We thank God for their sacrifice. However, all of those gospel veterans who stood behind this holy pulpit and who are still standing behind this holy pulpit did not erode their own names, did not speak highly of their own names, if anything, they lifted up the name of Jesus. If anything, they said that he must increase and I must do what and they decreased. They left us an example not to, you know, it's not just about us. One of our elders was speaking to me a few days ago and he said this gospel is great, not because you and I are in it, but because Jesus is in it. Jesus is in this gospel. He is the gospel. We've had the name of Moses, who led the children of Israel to cross the Red Sea. We had about Joshua, who led the children of Israel to battle uh, when they got to Jericho. How God gave them such a resounding victory. You know what they did? They compiled the city round about all seven days. And they, 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 they weren't shooting guns. They weren't rioting. They weren't protesting. They just did it orderly as the Lord instructed. And on that seven day, they blew the trumpet. Oh, what a victory. We had the names of Daniel who prayed and miraculously 
he was delivered, went thrown into the den full of lions. We had the name of David, who defeated Goliath in the valley of Elah by the power of God. David told Goliath, you have come to me with a, with a sword and with a spear, but I come to you in the name of the Lord God of Israel, whom thou defilest. There is power in the name of the Lord. You know, these names were great. They hold their place in faith, all of fame, but they could not remove the burden of sin. They could not exchange guilt for grace. They could not straighten a crooked life or bring happiness to a broken heart. For the name of Jesus. <laughs> you can say it tonight, Jesus. You know, if you come to the altar tonight and you cannot do anything, if all you can say is Jesus, help will come. You know, in one of our Sunday school lessons, we were told that man had made inventions to deal with almost every challenges or problems that human race has had. There were times when there was polio, and man invented vaccines to deal with polio. Man invented cranes to build irises. Man invented planes to ease transportation burdens. However, there's just one problem that man has never been able to solve, and that is the problem of sin. But you know what? I love the gospel. This gospel gets to the heart of the matter. The sin is the greatest problem that man has. And God sent a savior. Savior. <laughs> a deliverer. If I can tell you more about Jesus in closing, there is no sermon. There is no sentence. There is no society, there is no song, there is no system that is complete outside of Jesus. I like how Charles Spurgeon, that preacher in England, said it many years ago. Charles said, I will no more go hear a man preach if he did not preach about Christ. Then I will go to a bakery and buy bread from a baker who left the flour out of the bread. We want Jesus. That is what we want in our testimonies, in our preaching, in our singing, in all that we do. We want to cry the name of Jesus. It's powerful. Everything revolves around him. I love John 1, 3 to 5. It says, all things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness. And the darkness comprehended it not. That is the name of Jesus. John 15, 5. Jesus said, without me, ye can do nothing. When you take Christ out of anything, what you have left is crisis. And that is what we have in this world today. We take Christ out of our world. We take Christ out of school. We take Christ out of society. And then we suddenly wonder, why do we have crisis? Because Christ is no longer there. That songwriter said, without him, I could do nothing. Without him, I surely fall. Without him, I will be drifting like a sheep without a sail. Without him, I will be dying. Without him, I'll be enslaved. Without him, I'll be worthless. But with Jesus, thank God, I'm saved. Philippians 2, 9 to 10 says that, Wherefore God had highly exalted him 
and giving him a name that is above all names, that are the name of Jesus. You know, the name of Jesus is greater than all names. Whether you have problems here tonight, and the doctors have called those problems such long names, you know, such long names. Just bring that problem and bring Jesus with it. You know, when you say the name of Jesus, the Bible says that name is greater than all other names. It's the name of Jesus. There is power. There is victory. You know what? The cross could not kill that name. The grave could not kill that name. Satan could not defeat that name. The world cannot erase the name. The system of this world have tried so hard to take the name of Jesus out of the system, out of the building. Even if it happens, children of God, let us not be in despondency. Let us not be hopeless. The name of Jesus can never be taken away. The name of Jesus Jesus is already enthroned. Jesus is coming as a king. One of these days, he will come in the cloud. The Bible says the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together. Together, not alone, together. All of us together. Like that song, Brother Ted Freezing. Together, together, together. To meet the Lord in the air. Let me close with this song. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. There's just something about that name. Master, Savior, Jesus, like the fragrance of the rain. Jesus, 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 let all heaven and earth proclaim. Kings and kingdoms shall all pass away. But there's something about that name. Are you going through any difficulty tonight? Oh, the most important question is, are you saved tonight? If you are hearing me, Across the ocean, on television, or wherever, or right here in this glorious tabernacle, the question is that, do you know Jesus? You may have heard about Jesus, but come to the altar. Come and have an encounter with Jesus. You know, he did so many things. He parted, he did it, he turned water into wine, he healed the lame, fell the 5,000, walked on water. But the greatest thing he did was to give his life. What will you do with that? You have some problems tonight? Christ is the answer. Would you come? And the Lord will bless.